your holy name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We worship you in spirit and in truth. You are the only one God, the one who sits on the throne. You are the only one. You are the creator, our maker, the maker of heaven and earth. You are the king of the universe. You made all things. Oh, and forever we're going to be thankful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood. The precious blood of the Lamb. The blood at the cross in the Calvary. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for forgiveness of sins. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience. Thank you, thank you for your mercy. For your mercy endure forever and ever. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Welcome today for our Sunday school class. Thank you for coming. Turn to somebody and say, thank you for coming to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. What a privilege to come to the house of the Lord and to be called the children of the most high God. Hallelujah. I want to thank you for Pastor Kyle and all the ministry of this church. Um, thank you for the opportunity to come in here this morning and teach the word of God. This is a privilege. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kyle, for the privilege. All right, so we're going to read today. The title of the message is The Writing on the Wall. Uh, and uh, uh, let's open the Bible on chapter 5 of uh, the book of Daniel, chapter 5. And Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousands of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he tasted the wine, commanded to bring uh, the golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives, and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives, and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, and of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand, and roll over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand they wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed. And his thoughts troubled him. So that the joints of his loins were loose. And his knees smote one against another. The king cried out. Bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with the scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writings 
not make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Now the queen, by reason of the words that the king and his lord came in the banquet uh, and uh, the house, and the queen spoke and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, not let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of, 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 uh, of the holy gods, and in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the kingdom called Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king. And I said, uh, uh, and I say, thy father made the master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. And let's take a look in verse 17. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yeah, I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. O thy king, the most high God, Gave Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And let's take a look at verse 22. And thou, his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thy heart, though thou knewest all this, but hast lifted up thyself against the God, the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee. And thou and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold of brass, iron, wood, and stone. Which see not, nor hear, nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. Then was the part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. Mini, mini, teko, a parsing. This is the interpretation of the king. Mini, mini, God had numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tekel, thou art weighted in the balance and art found wanting. A parsing. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with his scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and made the proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. In that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. Let's close our eyes right now and let's say a prayer to, our, to the Most High God. Lord, we come here today. Reveal your word to our spirit. What does that mean? Oh God, reveal in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds. Oh God, give us revelation. Give us interpretation of your word. As we humble ourselves before you this morning. Open our hearts, our minds. Open our understanding. And we welcome your anointing into service. And let's put our hands together and say, thank you, Jesus. You might have a seat. So what we read today was that King Belshazzar, he inherited the kingdom from his grandfather, according to historians, 
Nebuchadnezzar was Belshazzar's grandfather. And he inherited that kingdom. So Belshazzar, he did not fight for the kingdom. He did not build the kingdom of Babylon. The kingdom of Babylon was one of the most, one of the greatest kingdom on earth. Would be like a, the equivalent, like a United States, or would be like equivalent to uh, the Roman Empire that controlled the world. And all those uh, world empires, the kingdom of Babylon was considered one of the greatest empire through history. And Belshazzar, he, he did not fight to build the kingdom. He just inherited the kingdom. Pretty much like we today in America. We just inherited America. We didn't build this country. We didn't write the constitution. We, we just inherited that from our, our uh, grandparents and from our founding fathers. So we can, hear, we can see some similarities in here. Because Nebuchadnezzar, he went through a lot in order for him to, to learn about God. You probably heard the stories on Nebuchadnezzar, how he had the dream and he asked Daniel to come and to interpret his dream. And God constantly talking to Nebuchadnezzar, to, to, uh, constantly uh, communicating with him to humble himself, to give glory to the one true God. And how God wrestled with Nebuchadnezzar at the point that Nebuchadnezzar even became like a, a wild beast and went to eat grass with the cattle for many years in order for God to humble Nebuchadnezzar. And he, he, and he eventually he turned to God and he had to uh, honor the God of heaven. And he did it. But Belshazzar, he knew all that. And according to the scripture, he knew all that, but he wants to enjoy the kingdom. He didn't want to fight for the kingdom. He would just want to enjoy. And he decided to do this party. This feast was this huge feast. And he invited thousands. If you, uh, all the, 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 the elite would come to this party. And all the influential people would come to his party. And in there, he started all the drinking. And he brought the dancers to dance. And he brought all the singers to sing. The musicians. And he put all this cook to cook uh, all the, the, the best food in Babylon to serve in his feast. And, and his mind was into worshiping the God of silver, the God of gold, the God of stone. And one thing that happened to uh, Belshazzar is that he was battling the, the, the Medes and the Persians. They were in the middle of a battle, but they used a, a, a trick in, in war. The Medes and the Persians, they came, according to history, they came to attack Babylon. And then they, they tricked him. They retrieved like they couldn't. Um, Cross the walls of Babylon. They, they went back. In the mind of Belshazzar, the enemy had retreated. And, and he had won because he trusted on the walls of Babylon. So pretty much today, when sometimes we are battling, we're in a battle, a spiritual battle. Sometimes the devil wants to play tricks. And he steps back and gives you the impression that he's backing up. Backing up and then you put your guards down. And that's when he comes and conquer you. 
So we have to be careful because the enemy used tricks like he uses the tricks with Belshazzar. You see, they, they all came to attack and then they back off and they pretend that they were giving up. And Belshazzar thought, oh, they, we won the battle. Now, now let's have a party here. Invite everybody, the thousands to come to have a feast in there. And at the very moment that he was there, the enemy was already working their way inside Babylon. So, so and he was saying that Belshazzar was already worshipping the king. The, the, the Belshazzar was worshipping the king of gold, the king of silver, the king of, of uh, um, stone. All those pagans, uh, gods of Babylon. And, uh, and all the drunken going on. But he was not happy just doing his sin. He was not happy just doing his sin. He could be just doing his sin, but he had to turn to be just respectful to God. He had to turn to mock God. And he turned and said, bring those vessels. Those vessels were holy vessels that his father, the Buchanazah, brought from the temple in Jerusalem. And these temples, they were in a special room, was a closed room was considered like a holy room because all those vessels that were used in the sacrifice of the blood sacrifice at the temple of God in Israel, they were there separate. And nobody would touch those vessels because Nebuchadnezzar knew that they were holy vessels. But Belshazzar, he wants to show that he's disrespectful, that he's bold, and he wants to shock Everybody in his party. He wants to be, be outrageous. And everybody, wow, look at him. You see, so it, it shows us how sin operates. How sin um, in an, uh, is never happy. People uh, into sin, they always want more and more and more and more and more. As we can see the immorality and everything that's going on in the United States and in our world today, we see how things, like, a, just to give you an example, just to give you an example, like a abortion many years ago was something that nobody would talk about. was something so secret, so in the shadows. Nobody would say a word about it. It was like a hush, hush. No, nobody does that. It was like a something so hidden. And then it started coming out of the shadows. And it started being more and more. And now they're not just happy doing the abortion. They want a law that is going to be legal in the country. So, okay, so you do the law. But they are not happy just having a law legalizing. They want to use the taxes money to pay for the abortion. You see, they, 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 and now they are not happy just having the taxpayer pay for the abortion. They want to sell the body parts. And you see how it starts growing, becoming more outrageous. But they are not just happy with that. They want to teach the children, too, in the school. So it, it starts growing higher and higher and higher at the point that they start mocking God. And you see the, all the immorality, like the homosexuality, they, they were so hidden. Nobody would even say about that. They would do in secret their sin. But they, didn't, they were not happy just doing in secret their sin. They want to do it open. They want to parade on the streets. And they want to show everybody. Then they're not just happy with that. They want to pass a law 
to, to, to make it legal. And then, not, but they are not just happy with that. Now they want to teach the children in the school. And children as young as four years old. They, they see how it, it progresses. And it keeps prog progressing and progressing at the point that they start mocking God. And that's not, not only that. There's so many examples that I could give you today because of the time I can't cover them all. But there's uh, sin is always never happy. They just want more and more. And as Belshazzar, he said, bring me those, those vessels. And while he's there doing a mockery of those holy vessels of God, and they all laughing and they all uh, 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 laughing and sinning, and uh, then a hand come to write on the wall. You see? And, every, and that time, everything becomes quiet. Every, every, the musicians stop. All the dancers stopped. All the, the cooks stop uh, making and serving food. And according to the Bible, Belshazzar, he changed his color. And all the, 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 the joints got loose. And, uh, and his knees start shaking together. So all that brave man, the outrageous man, that he thought that he could mock God. And the Bible says God will not be mocked. So at that point, he is there. He can't even uh, stand up by himself. He is there uh, uh, completely in shock. And uh, he doesn't know what is written on the wall, the writings on the wall. He doesn't know what is written there. And at that point, uh, he calls for the magicians, all the spiritists, the Chaldeans, and the uh, uh, um, palm readers, and tarot cards readers, and all the spiritists, and people, medians, and all that, the, the black magic, and all that. He called them all. And he said, if you know how to interpret what is written on the wall, I'll make you the third in the kingdom of Babylon. And I'll give you a necklace made out of gold and a change of royal clothes. And uh, so they came in one by one. And they didn't know what was written. And today I'm telling you, they don't know. If you are seeking for palm readers, card readers, spiritists, and all these people involved into black magic, they don't know. And uh, Belshazzar, he was with his heart, uh, his heart on these people and all the pagan uh, gods of uh, Babylon. And, uh, and uh, he became even more frightened because no nobody knew what was written there. And, uh, and at that point, he was not just acting like a king. Because that was not very king-like. Up to this point, kings, they would not go eat with the, their subjects. They usually would be in a special room, a special chamber with only people close to the king. And the kings would not drink wine and, and feast with his subjects. And in that, he's not even looking like a king. And his mother comes and she, she says, oh, king, there is a man. Oh, king, live forever. Like in other words, straight up, you, you are still a king. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee. Let not, let not thy countenance be changed. There is a man. There is a man in thy kingdom whom the spirit of the holy gods 
uh, in the days of thy father, lie and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of gods. She, she, she still don't know, but she, she's trying like uh, in her best. But, but she, she didn't say that he might know. She didn't say uh, he probably can, can figure out. She turned to him and said, I know a man. His name is Daniel. He knows. And today, this morning, I want to tell you today that there is a man that knows about your life. That knows everything and can help you to understand the writings on the walls. The writing on the walls of your life. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Praise God. We are not hopeless. There is hope for us. Praise God. So the king um, summoned uh, David, and David comes. A amen. Praise God. And you can see that Daniel, he was not in that party. So he knew the, the word of God that says that the part from the world, to separate other things of this world. So he was not in that party. Or probably the king uh, did not have Daniel in that party. Or probably the king didn't have the Daniel as part of his kingdom, uh, a ru ruling, uh, rulership. Uh, and because there was already a prophecy that the Medes and the Persians would come and overcome Babylon. There was already a prophecy given by Jeremiah about it. Even before the Babylonians go and take over uh, Judah, there was already a prophecy that they were going to be taken over. But eventually, the Babylon would be taken over by another kingdom. And then and eventually, they would go back to Israel. So there was all lined up in the prophecy. And, but the king, he thought that if he would not believe in the prophecies, the prophecy would not come to pass for him. Pretty much like a lot of people in our world today. They think that if they don't believe in God, in the word of God, they are not accountable. You see, they think that they're not accountable because they don't believe. They don't think they're going to go to hell because they don't believe in hell. So they think they're not accountable. Because they don't believe. These are only for people that believe. I don't believe. But the word of God is for everybody. You know, I have heard people saying the Bible uh, for, for, for believers. The Bible was written to everybody. God, Jesus came to everybody. Not just for believers. Because the word of God is for everybody. Because it concerns everybody. The word of God concerns to everybody. Everybody concerns, not only Christians, everybody. Because he brings, the, God is the ruler, not over the Christians, but everybody in the world. Amen. Put your hands together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And a lot of people say, oh, oh the, uh, uh, just an example for you, like uh, comparing with the word of God. Because they say, oh, uh, Donald Trump, not my president. Yes, he is the president. Whether you like him or not, he's still the president. You see what I'm saying? Because he is the president. Whether you believe in him or not, whatever you like or not, he is the president. That's just an example. The same is for God. He is God. Whether you believe, whether you like or not, he is God. And he loves us. Hallelujah. Put your hands together because he is God. He loves us. He cares about us. And he wants to help us. Hallelujah. So Daniel comes and he, 
gives the king the interpretation. And the interpretation, uh, th but, but then Belshazzar promised him all that to be the third in the kingdom, uh, a gold necklace and uh, a change of royal clothes. But Daniel turned and said, you keep your awards <laughs> and give your gifts to another. He's showing Belshazzar that it's not about position. It's not about being the king. It's not about being in power. It's not about gold. It's not about the necklace uh, or, or, or the change, or the royal clothes. There's something more than just being in, author in, 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 a, in a high position, being a king. He wants to show that the king. There is a God. There is the one true God. So that's what uh, Belshazzar wants, uh, Daniel wants to show Belshazzar. There's something more about position. You keep your rewards. He wants to teach him that. It's not all about that. And, uh, and he said, I'll tell you what is written on the wall. And, uh, and he turned and said, Oh, thou king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom, a majesty, and glory, and honor. And he goes on and say, And thou, his son, has not humbled thy heart, though, though thou knewest all of this. Because Belshazzar knew all of that. He knew all that happened to Nebuchadnezzar. And uh, he said, But thou hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of his house before thee, and thou and thy lords, thy wives and thy concubines. So in here, he is, Daniel is saying to him, your sin, did you drink? Yes, you, you sin by being drunk. You sin by immorality. You sin by all the ungodly things that you are doing. But the main reason that Daniel raises up is in here, I'm going to tell you now. He says that uh, uh, which, uh, ye have uh, praised the gods of silver and gold and brass, iron, wood, and stone, which see not, not hear, not know, and the God which in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways has thou not glorified. He did not glorify the one true God. The God that gave him the breath. The God that gave him the life. That's the one true God. And as we come to doing the Thanksgiving month, and uh, I, I have to teach you this lesson today, and God lay in my heart to give glory and give thanks and honor to the one true God. The God that gave you the gift of life. The God that gave you the health for you to come to this church this morning. The one true God that holds your breath. The one true God that keeps you alive. That is the one true God. And that's the one that we should praise and worship and give him honor. And that was the sin of Belshazzar. He didn't give that one true God. And then he is there and he is interpreting what is written. And he said... Uh, many, many, take your aparsi. You've been waited. Uh, God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. 
God has you numbered. Our days on this earth are numbered. We not, oh, hallelujah. God has numbered our lives. In the book of uh, uh, Ecclesiastes says, help me to live wise, knowing that my numbers are, uh, my days are numbered. I'm just paraphrasing for you. So our days on this earth are numbered. We need to realize that. And, uh, and he says, uh, um, and um, God has numbered thy kingdom. Thou art weight in the balance. We all going to be weighted in a balance. God has a balance in heaven in which he's going to weigh us. We're going to be weight. And Belshazzar, you have found wanting. Uh, and thy kingdom is divided and give to the Medes and the Persians. We, we're going to be weighted. You know, there is a, a, a scale in heaven which God's going to put it. He's going to compare us with Jesus. He's going to look at us and he's going to compare us. Because Jesus is the measure of the perfect human being, the son, the son of God. So he's going to compare us with Jesus. Belshazzar inherited the kingdom and he would uh, be, uh, give honor to God. Belshazzar arrogance. And uh, at this point, that um, Daniel interpreted the kingdom to the king. The interpretation, what was in the wall. You would expect the king immediately fall on his knees and say, Daniel, say a prayer for me. Daniel asked God to forgive me. But he, he didn't know uh, how much time he had. And sometimes uh, we think that we have so much time left. He probably knew the story of a king that God had numbered his days. And the king, uh, the, the man of God came and spoke to the king. And the king pleaded and said, oh, ask God to forgive me. And then God gave him, I think, 15 more years. But at this point in here, Belshazzar, he didn't humble himself. He could, he could write there and say, Daniel, help me. Because he was so scared. He was so frightened. But he didn't get desperate. You see? You can get scared. You can get really afraid. But you, you can like not get desperate for God. See, we need to get desperate for God. We need to get desperate. Say, God, help me. You see, our, can you see the writings on the wall of America today? Can you see the writings on the wall? Uh, the world can't see. They can't read the, the signings of the times, the writings on the wall. That's an expression. Look at the, look at the writings on the wall in our world today. And, uh, and that's what God had to write about Belshazzar. Now, what is God writing about you? What is going to be written on your wall? So God is calling you today to open our spiritual eyes. To, to, this, is, this, is, this is a true story that really happened. But it's not about Belshazzar. It's not about Daniel. And it's not about you. And it's not about our church. It's about God. It's about Him. 
He's God. He deserves all the glory. He deserves our thankfulness. He deserves our worship. He deserves that we honor him. He deserves that we thank him. And as we're going to be waiting the wall, in the, his scale, he's going to compare us with Jesus. But the blood of Jesus covers all the sin. In Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can I have a lift, please? Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation in that for those that are in Christ Jesus. So God is calling us today to turn to him, to give him our thanks, to give him our worship. Let's stand, if you will. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Uh, one thing that I have to tell you is that why God chose a hand to write on the wall. Because the Babylonians, they had the, the custom, their, their guards, they were ruthless guards. They would go to, in, in battles and they would kill um, many people. And one of the things that they would do is they would cut the hand of the dead. The, and they put in a bag and bring all those dead hands to Babylon. And in Babylon, they would count how many hands they had, how many people they have killed. And if the soldier had killed so many hands, he would be promoted or, or something. So they, they knew exactly how many people they killed by the hands. So in Belshazzar's mind, when he went to, the, uh, Nebuchadnezzar went to Israel and conquered Israel, he had killed the God of Israel. And he had the hand of the dead God of Israel in Babylon. So when, when God showed the hand, God is telling Belshazzar, do you remember the hand that you thought that you cut from the God of Israel? He is alive. The hand is alive. The hand is alive, which is also we can relate that to, the, uh, to, the, uh, to Jesus Christ because they thought they killed him, and they did. He was dead. He was dead in the tomb three days and three nights. And after that, on the Sunday morning, he came alive. So he's alive. And God is telling Belshazzar, you remember the hand that you killed? The hand is alive. I am God and I am alive. And he didn't connect the dots. That God, sometimes God allowed things to happen just for a season to Israel. And uh, and now was the time of the judgment of Belshazzar. So let's, right now, let's close our eyes and pray that God gives us the wisdom. And God help us today uh, to follow Jesus and to be faithful to him. And also, uh, in Romans 8, 1 says, there is no condemnation. Let's, cr let's cry out to God right now. And we're going to say the prayer. And uh, I'm going to give you uh, a little break. 15 minutes so you can go to the restroom and then we're going to come back for a prayer. Lord, we thank you today. Thank you for this message that we learned today. Lord, give us wisdom to understand 
what do you want to talk to us? What do you want to say to us? Help us, oh God, to follow you, to, to be obedient to you, to be obedient to your word. Help us, oh Lord, to be sensitive to your spirit, to follow you, oh God, and to understand what, what you're trying to communicate with us. Help us, O oh Lord, to live a holy like you are holy. Help us to walk, O oh Lord, in your word. Oh, hallelujah. Bless your name forever. Help us, O oh God. And we humble ourselves before you today. We want to give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And we want to thank you today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you because we are alive, Lord. And every day in the morning, we want to remember that we are alive because you are the one that gave us the gift of life. If we have the measure of health to come to church, we want to say thank you to you because you are the maker and the giver of all life. Life and death are in your hands and you are the judge of this world. Hallelujah. Uh, and Lord, and we just want to humble before you. Oh, Lord. And we know that we're going to be measured by the perfect stature of Jesus Christ. We want to be more like Jesus. Help us. Oh, God, give us that Holy Ghost, Lord, that we can live oh Lord, like you want us to live. Praise your name, Lord. Worthy to be called, Lord, your children. Oh, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Praise your holy name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you. So I'm going to give you uh, a break. You can use the restroom, have a zip of water, and then make sure you shake somebody's hands and say, good to see you in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. <laughs>